hit subscribe on your podcast player we also love if you gave us a review now let's get back to building ted i mean laverne and shirley no seriously it's r&d and with me that's three hey you guys what's going on welcome to episode 383 now of the ron and don show and yeah we are live from the les schwab studio what is up ron and don nation hey coming up on the ron and don show are you a fubber a fubber We're going to find out if you're a fubber. I do some fubbing sometimes. I'm not proud of it, and I'm trying not to fub anymore. We'll talk about that in mere moments. Also, we got to talk about the Indiana Cheerleader, because here we are in the middle of March Madness. And the Indiana Cheerleader, remember she got that ball unstuck? The college basketball game? Well, now she just got a big deal. We'll tell you why it's such a big deal coming up next. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Ukraine's on a lot of our minds and our hearts as we're recording this. They're getting ready to go in their fifth week now, their fifth week of this war. And when you look at what Russia's doing, what Vladimir Putin's doing, it seems like the world is on Ukraine's side. In fact, as we're talking about this, our president is visiting Poland. He's at the G7 summit. He's talking to the European Union, and he is applying whatever type of pressure he can apply. And you got to believe that just by showing up in Poland, which borders with Ukraine, Ukraine borders with Russia, you have to believe that this creates some pressure because there's only four other countries out there, Ron, that have lined up with Russia. And on the United States side, the Ukraine side, over 134 countries now have lined up to support Ukraine. Why we don't want World War III here, uh, I think it's very interesting that we see Americans and other people from all around the world that have ties to Ukraine. Many of them do not have military experience. They're showing up. They're self-deploying. And you and I saw this in the Gulf. When people would come down during Hurricane Katrina after the storm, they would self-deploy. They would bring boats But they didn't have any connection. They didn't have supply lines. And what was interesting is when you when you drove through New Orleans after the water went down and I have pictures of this, I counted over 300 boats where people self-deployed and they got high centered on a house, a picnic table. And then they themselves had to be rescued because they saw what was happening on TV. They wanted to be a part and they self self deploy. As a result of that, over the years down there, they've created something called the Cajun Navy. The Cajun Navy are locals that get together. They self deploy, but they also have supply chains all throughout the states to make sure that they have gas, to make sure they have food, to make sure that they can take care of themselves. And anytime you see a group, and we saw this also after hurricanes, tornadoes, you'll see a group of first responders and second responders. They will self-deploy. But the deal is, if you're going to come into a zone, and you saw this when you went to Haiti, if you're going to self-deploy, you have to be able to take care of yourself and your people. What's happening in Ukraine right now is tens of thousands of people are showing up. And they aren't trained, they've self-deployed, and they themselves now in some ways are becoming victims. 
They can't hand them guns because they don't even know how to fire a gun. And so to get somebody trained up and, and somebody ready to fight one of the great modern armies, mechanized armies, when you look at Russia, uh, a lot of people self-deploying right now, Ron, and they are sitting there uh, saying, what the hell was I thinking? Because I now am in a situation where I wanted to help and I'm no help at all because I don't have any of those connections in order to self-sustain. Yeah, I mean, you raised some really good points here. And I think on the one hand, most people hear that and there's a swell in your heart of the courage and bravery that it takes to be like, I'm putting my life on hold. I'm going to support somebody in a foreign country. I've seen more, well, I've seen equal number of ones where people did have military training and maybe they were in the reserves or maybe they're ex-military and they have all their, their battle rattle, they have their gear ready to go and they're getting on an airplane and going. But you're correct that there are a lot of people that are, that are not prepared. And we also see so many women, the Ukrainian women that have volunteered that really don't have the, the military experience that the men do. So it... So I like, like I'm inspired by the attitude to go, and uh, and uninspired by the fact that the practicality of it leaves a lot to be desired. I think the the way this war winds down is political more than might. The, the Ukrainians obviously need to fend, you know, keep keep total domination at bay, which they seem to be doing. And I don't know enough about military fighting to see why the asymmetry there is not working there you know when you have 40 mile caravan of military vehicles you would think you could roll through kiev and take that thing over in a day and they have and russia's not been able to do that uh the ukrainians report losses that the russians obviously want to downplay and not acknowledge but if you look at statistics coming out it's like this is crazy that you have the ragtag army that you just described taking out tank after tank after tank after armored vehicle, uh, even airplanes. Like there's all there's like, how are they doing this? And part of it is Poland and other countries are sort of funneling weaponry under the table to Ukrainians. Someone knows what they're doing with these things, but not everybody, the, the people on the fray. So I think this thing ends politically. And in, in we referenced this in an earlier episode. Either someone inside Russia takes out Vladimir Putin and he's actually overhauled his entire staff because he's worried about getting poisoned. I don't know if you saw that article. He had 1,100 or 1,400 staff inside these giant residences and buildings that he controls off the books. Replaced everybody because he didn't know who the person was in there that was going to poison him. So he's getting that paranoia dictator thing going on. So either a, it ends with that. It ends with someone taking out Vladimir Putin or B the rest of the world saying, how do we let this dictator who's killed now women, children, and the elderly, uh, a tank recently just opened up on an assisted living home in Ukraine, right through the front of the building. It's absolutely disgusting. So he's killing civilians and the least of these civilians, women, children, and the elderly, which I think the whole world's condemning. So either we say, hey, dictator, here's a way for you to save face and broker a peace, and then we'll just wait for the next time for you to go crazy, uh, or someone has to kill him. I, I don't think this thing is going to be won by... Um, 
physical might in the sense of a World War II type of deal where the Allies get together, deploy all these soldiers into this area. Unless do you think I'm wrong on that? I, I think it's going to be political, economic, and and or uh, an assassination. I don't know what he's going to do because I'll be honest with you. When you when you say there's 900 civilians in Ukraine that have been killed, that to me is a very low number. Uh, his army has actually showed a lot of restraint. Uh, there's a lot of things they could blow up that they haven't. One of the reasons why you see them going after these buildings now with civilian populations is because the civilian populations in those buildings now have arms. I disagree with you about women. Some of the Ukrainian women are fierce fighters. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't agree with your comment on that. I will say he thought this was going to be so easy in world war two, you bring up world war two in world war two, you send in a mechanized army along with the infantry. We've all seen the pictures of the troop carriers, right? Along with the mechanized army. And then once you get to the place where you're going to go to war, you spread those tanks out. And then you have infantry that's in the field down and around those tanks because those are the men, in this case in Russia, men, that are going to take out the infantry on the other side or the snipers on the other side that are taking out your mechanized units. So they didn't send in infantry. They sent in T-72 tanks. These tanks are like from 1982. It's not even his best gear. And if he wanted to go in without using nuclear arms and just blow the hell out of Ukraine, he could do that. But really look at the pictures and look at the artillery shelling. And it has increased in some places. He's just trying to blow the you-know-what out of stuff. So there can be some kind of brokered agreement here. And, And I think the fierce fighting... The sniper fight. We, we saw this when we went to Vietnam. We're like, you're going to tunnel under and take us out that way with guerrilla warfare? Whatever happened to the days of George Washington where you line up and the Redcoats line up? Well, George Washington learned with his much smaller American army, we can't win when we just line up against the Redcoats and they are coming. So what are we going to do? That's really where you first saw guerrilla warfare uh, in America. The reason why so many soldiers died on both sides in the Civil War is because they both lined up on both sides, both both entries, uh, and they went after each other. And it was such a bloody, horrible, disdainful war. So fast forward now, he either has to regroup and decide that he's going to send in better equipment, and he also has to decide if he's going to send in an infantry, which he hasn't really done. Think about this. There's some numbers that came out today. I don't know if these are true. They're saying so far they've taken out, Ukraine has taken out 15 commanders, the top 15, uh, or or at least 15 commanders, the top 25 commanders, I say, uh, that were sent into battle. They're also saying that Russia has had 40,000 casualties compared to Ukraine, which would be, 900 civilians, and we haven't really seen or we don't have a count of how many soldiers, airmen, marine, sailors that have been left. So when I'm looking at this, he either needs to pull back and decide to re-strategize, or what you're going to see him do is what he's doing in Maripol right now, where he's just blowing the hell out of those big buildings, because that's where the snipers are that are taking out his old Soviet-era T-72 tanks. Anyway, you guys, if you're thinking about helping uh, Ukraine, do not self-deploy. 
don't do that. Uh, there's some great ways, and, and we talked about this on our last podcast. Yeah, I've had multiple people reach out to me that have booked uh, rooms on Airbnb. It's awesome. been fantastic. Uh, Patty did it. It was a former client of ours. She booked a week stay cool. uh, in a city. I had some other people that have booked stays. Nice. And so that's one way to get money directly to a person. I like the World uh, Kitchen from Jose Andreas. That's an incredible charity. He is setting up kitchens around there to feed all these people that have been living in subway stations. So those are the two that I really recommend. Yeah, there you go. All right, you guys, uh, don't go anywhere. We will see you on the other side. You can just tell that, they, uh, that they're that they just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we, you know, we got, we got some, some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, uh, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit. But it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. When you're ready to sit down with the guys and talk about your real estate journey, just go to ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to uh, episode 383. Don't forget it's a hot housing market, but and we're going to talk about this uh, in an upcoming episode. Things have really changed when it comes to money. People are going to have less leverage from the bank to buy. And so we see a lot of people uh, running out right now trying trying to buy a house, and we can help you with that because we have strategies to do so. Uh, But we also see less inventory, and as a result of that, as money is getting more expensive, if you're thinking about selling, now would be the time because I think we're going to see a peak sometimes this year, sometime this year, because as money gets more expensive, we see buyers then start to pull back. So lots of buyers pushing numbers historically up right now because money's cheap. But rates are going to go up probably seven times this year. And as a result of that, we may be looking at rates somewhere in the fours. And because of that, if you're thinking about selling, if you're thinking about buying, now is the time. If you need our help, all you have to do is text the word sit down. We do something called a Ron and Don sit down. Just text the word sit down to 206-249-4343. That's 206 206- 249-4343. You can also go to our website and email us. That's just Ron and Don sit down 
com. All right. Hey, are you a fubber? I think we're all fubbers. Uh, the word was created in Australia, supposedly, back in 2012. And it's two words that are kind of mixed together. You take your phone, you take snubbing, and you have fubbing, or the noun would be that you are a fubber. As I was reading about this, I think about some of the clients sometimes that fub me. I try real hard not to fub a client. That's why we were with a client the other day, our friend Lori. And I take my phone and I put it upside down. Right now I have my phone behind me because I'm chatting with Ron and I don't want to fub him. I really find, and this is really hard for me because it's a built-in excuse, that when you and I are in the middle of a deal, and let's say my son and I have, have dinner, uh, I prepare the meal, he sets up the meal, and we have this family thing that we do when we have dinner tonight uh, at night, and then a couple times a week we might watch a movie, and you and I might be in the middle of a deal or something's happening, something's going on, and so I need to check in, and I will sit, but to him, it just looks like daddy is sitting here during dinner, and he's sitting here during the movie, and he's on his phone the whole time. And you know what? It bugs him. He doesn't have a phone yet, but I see him get fubbed everywhere we go. He plays basketball uh, for a team. The coach allows the kids when they're sitting on the bench to look at their phones. Uh, I've almost thought about quitting the league over it because I will see these kids try to talk to each other and they can't. A lot of them have been playing for weeks together. They don't even know each other's names. You see when they get on the court, they can't strategize because you're not over on the bench. You don't know who Mikey is, and I don't even think they call kids Mikey anymore. A- Aiden? You don't know who, who Aiden is. And- Aiden, pass it to Hunter. Yeah. Pass it back. No, not that Aiden, the other Aiden. Yeah, or one of our clients, hey, he has a son by the name of Declan, which I think is a super cool name. Like, I love that name. But, but, but nonetheless... Fubbing has dripped into our culture. I don't think there's any way we're going to change it. And for me, when I'm fubbing somewhere, someone, I can see where they feel disrespected. Uh, but especially with our younger generation, they fub all the time. You'll see that when people are out in restaurants. And the hard thing to know is when they're on their phone, what if they were sitting there having a morning breakfast and two people were reading the paper together. You'd probably think, oh, that's nice. Sunday morning breakfast, family's sitting there. You're checking the sports scores. You're having a conversation. Well, a lot of times people are on their phone doing that, right? Anyway, I, I, I am trying to come up with some new habits where I don't fub you uh, and I don't fub my son and I don't fub people I love and care about. But it's hard because there are built-in excuses, especially in our business. Uh, my Airbnbs. When, when somebody contacts me, I have an hour to get back to them if they have a problem. If they can't get in, if there's a lockout uh, over the weekend, I had a furnace go out. I had a breaker in another house go out. So these things are all happening. And if you don't remedy those, Airbnb may kick you off the platform, right? So that's built in. Same with clients. Sometimes clients are working all day, and when they want to talk, they want to talk now. Sometimes that's 9.30 at night that they want to talk to you. So anyway, what do you think about fubbing? And I know that, for instance, you'll go on long walks with people and whatnot. Uh, it bugs me if I go on a run with somebody and they're sitting there and they're checking their phone. It's like, are you on a run with me? Because we're just, we're going to take an hour. We're running here through Discovery Park and you're fubbing me right now. So. This is the easiest thing 
I find to be hypocritical about because in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm doing something important. <laughs> this is, this is work related. You're probably going through Instagram, which been, but they could be doing something important as well. I even had the urge. I was at a doctor's appointment the other day and I felt the urge to almost say to the waiting room, I'm re- I'm reading a book. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not on Twitter right now. I'm reading a book, everybody. It's on Kindle. Like, I'm not just mindlessly swiping. Um, but, yeah, since I've read this article, like, today is a great example. I went to uh, a hot yoga class, which kicked my butt. Nice. And I'm driving home, and it's one of those, I don't know if you have these some days where it's just like, I'm going the speed limit, no music on, I'm just going to drive. I like that. And I, I feel my phone blowing up in my pocket. Yeah. And I just said... There is nothing, and I actually went through this. Like, there's nothing as so important that I. It's not going to wait the ten minutes it's going to take me to get home. I was like, even if someone died, what am I going to do right now? They're dead. That I can't do in ten minutes. Yeah. And so I was like, I had to fight the urge to pull because it was like you know, and it's like it's just like going off. Uh, and it, there's that urge there or when the light blinks that you're going to respond right away. And you know, I'm a very quick responder to stuff. So, but, but yes. And the other thing I did since reading this article, I was with a friend and we had some stuff going on for a deal. And I said, do you mind if I check my phone? I know we're together right now. I've got this deal pending. Do you mind if I check my phone right now? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. And so I did it. I went through the text messaging, checked the email, put it back down, face down and said, okay, uh, thank you for that. I I just wanted to acknowledge that I knew I was fubbing and that to give a little disclaimer on, uh, you know, here we are. And and this is important. It's even gotten to the point. I don't know if you see this as well. Um, I'm going to make an effort to, if I'm at something that I'm enjoying, like you'll see people at a concert, for instance, or a basketball game or something with their kid where they are watching the event through their phone recording instead of experiencing the event. Mm, yeah, so it's true. like if you paid all this money to go to the show, yeah, experience the show. <laughs> yeah. Like why do you, is it going to be better for you? tomorrow to look at a four inch version of the thing that you're sitting at right now like why don't you put your phone in your purse or in your pocket and maybe you need maybe you have to get a picture for your fanny packs are back maybe you put your yeah maybe maybe you put your phone in your fanny do you feel does your son ask you like in his concert if he if you wouldn't have taken pictures or video did he want to go back and see that or was that for you no he likes seeing that yeah. Okay, so yeah. like that makes sense. He if will he, like his last concert. He he asked. He'll ask me like he jumped off a high dive the other day. His first time off the high dive, and he wanted he wanted me to film it, and then he wanted to watch it. Yeah, yeah. and that those are totally fair. Yeah, but you get you know what I mean when you're yeah. at an event and you're like, dude, it, watch the concert. Yep, you're here right now. It's happening now. Yep, not necessarily or bring a tripod and if you want to record the whole show. Yeah, bring like. Uh, that, so I'm doing, trying to do better to not even fub. Imagine you're a mu- the musical artist or the actor and you look out in the audience and everyone's looking at their phone. You're like, I'm trying to put on a show here, people. Yeah, that's why you see a lot of comedians because uh, they do a lot of the same material everywhere they go and they don't want it online. 
because they don't want people seeing that. Hey, yeah, that's my I, set. I've worked I, two years to get. This. Yeah, I did the same show last year and and the year before, uh, and so you will see a lot of entertainers and comedians if they have the leverage to do this to say, hey, leave your phone in the back, and I, then and then yeah, I've been to concerts where you'll see the artist. It's 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 like let's they'll do something for the phone. Let's all take our phones out. And now let's put our phones away and just right. enjoy the show because because it, it gets it's it gets oh. a, that that phone snubbing uh, get, gets annoying to them. All as well. it needs to be is a disclaimer. Like if you're if we're together and you just grab your phone and do it, then it's a negative. I have a negative judgment on that. But if you said, "Hey, my son's doing the thing, give me a minute," then it's like cool because you it's it's. The same thing when you're at a restaurant and the waiter never says, "Hey, we're really slammed tonight. It's going to be a little bit busier than usual." What, what if about, they say that we're good? If they yeah. say nothing, now you're mad. How do you feel? Let's say that you're on a date and you get up and you go to the bathroom. You know you check your phone while you're in the bathroom. You just do, and then you're coming back, and then your date is on their phone when you come back to the table. That's a standard issue now. <laughs> I have clear memories of when <laughs> when that kind of first- sucks though. It kind of sucks a little bit. Uh, but yes and no. You check your phone when you go to the bathroom, don't you? Of course. <laughs> Switch to Mitch. Switch to Mitch. Switch to Mitch. Everybody in the Ron and Don Nation, Ron, is switching to Mitch. That's right? right. Mitch.loans. Mitch Weeks joins us. And Mitch, you did something the other day that was amazing to us. Ron and Don Nation member wanted to buy a house. You were at an engagement party. The audacity of going to an engagement party. I was able to call you and get the approval letter because we just didn't have it and we put the deal together. So, A, thanks for answering the phone. And that's different than a big bank, right? It sure is. Yeah. I like to be always available for my customers, especially Ron and Don Nation. And yeah, you got you got me on the phone and I stepped out of the party and we quickly got him approved. It felt great. Yeah. It was on a Saturday night. I was bringing the buyer and I reached out to my friend Todd and Sue and I said, hey, let's reach out to Mitch tonight. And on a Saturday night, there's no big bank out there that's going to get this deal done. We got it done, and we were able to buy that home. We went on day one. We bought it on day one because Mitch was there, and he answered his phone on Saturday And then they are still getting the half a percent deal for being in the Ron and Nation from Mitch.loans. Go to Mitch.loans right now. If you're buying a new place, you save a half a percent just for being in the Ron and Nation. NMLS 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don shows. We're talking about this uh, March Madness has happened, it is happening. And uh, interesting story about an Indiana uh, cheerleader, right? Yeah, this is interesting and also regarding the way the years-long discussion we've had about the NCAA and these college athletes and their compensation. So this involves a cheerleader, which there are schools that do cheerleader scholarships. Um, When we lived in Texas, cheering is probably – a bigger sport than baseball. Down some, of these, some of those cheerleaders are some of the best athletes oh you're ever going to see. The tumbling skills. Because a lot of them are, are gymnasts and dancers as well. So so in this case, we had an NCAA uh, March Madness game. Some Somehow the basketball went above the backboard, and there's so much gear strapped onto the back of the backboard. There's cameras and clocks and 3D imaging things that the ball got wedged in between the frame and one of these attachments, and they couldn't get it down. So at first, um, one of the players tries to jump up and get it, but it's at like 12 feet. 
so they can't they can't get it. Then a ref finds a folding chair. He slides it over there, and the ref tries to stand up on the chair. He can't reach the twelve feet, and wow. the chair was like super rickety. And so then, um, one of the cheerleaders, I believe, is for Indiana, does this move with her the the base, I believe, is what he's called the the male cheerleader. Um, and these guys are now that I'm a grown man, I realize how genius it was for the guys. They're like, I'll just be base and like hang out with cheerleaders every day. So he, she bounces off the ground. He lifts her up onto one hand where both of her feet are in one, his hands above his head. This guy's strong. Yeah. She's in, she, so she's bouncing. He walks over. She picks up the ball. Crowd goes crazy. <laughs> and then she does like a spin drop into his arms That's when so, he's done. Yeah. And so the commentator had a great call about it. That the, the cheer, he, he had a phrase. It made the television. It's a meme everywhere. And so what this cheerleader did is she got in touch with a t-shirt company and she wants to use her image and likeness is what they call it mm. to make a t-shirt with the call that was on TV and then sell that. And she gets a cut of it. I think her name is Cassidy. And this is the thing that all the athletes, all the cheer squad and all that stuff, this has been prohibited up until recent times. And, and I'm all for it. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy to see even a nudge or a, a slight movement from the NCAA's just draconian insistence that these quote-unquote amateur athletes can't make any money off their name and likeness during a tournament where they're making probably a billion dollars in television rights. Oh, and then you just think about all the gambling that's happening. Oh, my gosh. And, 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 and now a lot of these professional organizations that look down on gambling, they thought their players would gamble. Uh, they are now making money, lots of money on gambling. So Yeah, well, that just reminds me. There's an NFL player that got suspended for the entire season for betting $1,500 on one of the apps. Uh, you know, where you pick out your team and do that whole thing. And he took to Twitter. He's like, I'm not a gambling addict. It was a $1,500 bet. Like I make several million dollars a year. Uh, and now he's banned for an entire season. And you have, and you have other players that have beat women almost to death and they'll get like a four game suspension. Oh yeah. Or Deshaun you look at Watson look, gets a 225 million guarantee yeah, and with has, 21 different women with credible allegations. Did one drop out? Cause it was up to 22. It, maybe it's 22. Yeah. So welcome to Cleveland. I have Cleveland Brown fans. Our, our old friend Andrew Walsh, lifelong Cleveland Brown fan. He's he's like, I think I got to break up with the Browns. Oh, like I can't I can't abide by that. We'll no. see. We'll see. Anyway, hey you guys, thanks for stopping by uh, episode three eighty three. We sure appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get signed up for our newsletter, thousands of people have. We call it the Nation of News, and we'll send out a real estate deal like we did this week for a home that we're selling out in Snoqualmie. So if you want to check that out and you want the Nation News, all you have to do is go to ronandonsitdown.com, get signed up for the Nation News, and then you'll see some homes that we're bringing on right now. And also, this is pretty cool. Uh, typically, Ron will write something. I'll write something just about a personal lives or maybe an angle on real estate, what's happening in the market, uh, or just something in the Pacific Northwest that we care about. So you can, uh, again, go to ronadonsitdown.com. We'll mail you one time a week. We don't sell our list. Uh, so get signed, signed up for it, ronadonsitdown.com. The other thing that you can do while you're out there is you can request our buyer's playbook and our seller's playbook. A lot of people are doing that right now. They are, and they're getting informed because, as you said, it's, it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to see that the market is shifting right now. And if you've had your head in the game of going, maybe this is my year to do something in real estate, it's moving quickly. 
And uh, I really hope you reach out to us. Let's do a sit down and uh, make your real estate dreams come true. All right. Hey, if you just want to text us, text the word sit down to 206-249-4343. That's 206-249-4343. Text the word sit down and uh, we can schedule a sit down today. Uh, you can also, again, find out more at ronandonsitdown.com. Again, thanks for stopping by, you guys. If it gets tough, and sometimes it does, you just keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time for episode 384. Olay! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back, and keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.